Welcome to Running Down the Clock, where we break down all of this week's big news, events, and controversies from the National Football League. Over the next 45 minutes, we will give you basic fan perspective and opinion on the most important stories and moments happening now. So, let's start the clock. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Running Down the Clock. I am Tyler Walzak. I'm here with Puya Ricey. Puya, how was your uh, Taylor Swift weekend? It was great. Had her album, had her full catalog on back to back the entire weekend. We had to. You just mute the announcers, right? And then you ha- you're forced to watch football and listen. Oh, to I didn't Taylor watch Swift. the football. I just watched. Oh, just watched Taylor her Swift. Al- yeah, just That's old it. concerts and stuff. Everything celebrated many, her entire catalog. How many times did they show Travis Kelsey at her at her concerts? How many times did they cut to him? <laughs> Not enough times. I can tell you that. Oh, okay. Well, according um, to Travis Kelsey, the NFL is cutting to her way too often. Yeah, this I think this whole thing's kind of backfiring on them because people are already starting to get very sick of it. Oh, yeah, but we didn't I say that last week? I was like Travis Kelsey's going to turn into like a hated person because now it's just going to be about Taylor Swift all the time. But I don't even think it's like hate for Travis Kelsey. I think it's just the NFL and the camera crews, the the coverage, you know, like the the whatever network is broadcasting it. Stop yes. showing her after any play to see if, you know, if someone was making a joke, it's like she's the offensive coordinator or something that they look to her at every play to see if she's approving or disapproving of what happened. <laughs> but that's kind of what they, that's what they caused this themselves. Did they not? Did they? Well, I mean, like Travis Kelsey talked about what, like trying to pursue him on his podcast, which is slightly more popular than our podcast. So pe- he probably has a few more listeners. Yeah. I'm, I've never been one for this whole like celebrity fascination culture. I mean, yeah. there's definitely a few people out there I'd be starstruck about, like maybe like Larry David or something. I know you and I are both big fans. But the thing is, though, like, if, you know, we see him in public. The last thing he wants to do is talk to us. So it's kind of a yeah. point of being starstruck with somebody like that, right? It's just, um, yeah. And I, I don't like say that. Kelsey's hated because of this right now, but if it continues this way and today he started complaining about all the press it's getting, it's like, well, man, like you kind of have, like you're kind of in this position now. You can't really complain about it. And then I think he's just, I think if the more swift happens in the league, which is probably good for the league, but I think it's just going to start being ugh, so exhausting talking about Travis Kelsey. Yeah. But I also think it dies down. Like, let's just say, let's just say like they continue dating for the entirety of the season. She's at every game. What after week something or other, they're not just going to pander every week with no story, right? There needs to be a news cycle, some sort of story to bring up, right? Does there? I mean, I feel there like does. the world's yeah. obsessed with this Taylor Swift girl. Yeah, because it's sure. But I mean, it, it's still people need some sort of news, something new and attractive to be interested in, right? They're not just going to keep the same thing with nothing happening, right? There's no conflict. There's no storyline. There has to be some trouble in the relationship, a jealous ex, you know, like somebody cheating. Some, you know, they're going to have to make, manipulate the story or something. Or do people just getting bored of it? You can't just keep panning the camera off to some fan and people are just going to be thrilled. (laughs) Just to some regular Kelsey fan. No, but I mean, at that point, that's what she is, right? Like, you know, at that the novelty of, you know, like she's a, 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 a music industry celebrity wears off. And she's just a fan at that point, right? Well, at that game, she is just a fan. Like she might be who she is, but at that game, she's just another fan in a, in a press box who has more money than the rest of the people. She just needs to get in a fight with Brittany Mahomes. That'll be interesting. 
Oh, right, we need who, to who's more annoying though? Brittany Mahomes is way Absolutely. More so I think this is actually like a, a kind of a little bit of a win for the rest of us, right? And Taylor Swift is going to be hated if she starts a friendship with Brittany Mahomes. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's talk about so let's talk about something uh also in New York, but not at that time. Zach Wilson kind of had a good comeback game, like if you can call it a comeback game, because it's maybe his first game that's been this good as a career. These are the two stories last week we swore we wouldn't be keep talking about. Yeah, these are the two stories every week without well, fail yeah, we're talking about. And they played in the same game. Like they played in the same game. Yeah. It was, they played each other. Um, yeah, I think Zach Wilson actually had his best outing. And I had a little bit of a theory on this. Either he's finally starting to get comfortable or he's just to the point where they did sign another QB. And he just realized like, the, you know, it's nothing to lose. Yeah, nothing to lose anymore, right? Like he's like, I, I'm probably gonna lose, you know, go out, whatever. Just go out my way, right? I like, you kind think of like lost that kind of... uh, the, the yips or that, that little jitters that he's got, you know, that nervousness. And he's yeah. just like, whatever, fuck it. I'm just gonna go play. And he kind of did it his way and it worked he, out better for him. He has zero expectations on him now. Like yeah. last year, high expectations being like the second quarterback drafted. This year, there's no expectations on him anymore. And I think they dumbed down the offense a little bit to help him out. But, <clears throat> I mean, how much time do you think this buys him as the starting quarterback of the Jets after having a game like that? Like 28 for 39 completions, uh, 245 yards, two passing touchdowns. Um, like he didn't get much help in the run game. So it's, wh- it's how much time oldest, does this buy him? It's one of the oldest adages in sports and week to week. It bought him another week. And that's all he should be looking to each week is just week to week. He shouldn't be looking for like how he's going to do against this team in week eight, week nine. He's on a week to week basis. All he has to do is continue to improve each week. Doesn't matter if he loses because eventually if you keep improving week to week to week, eventually you hit that tipping point where your improvement has now got you wins. You can't keep improving week to week and lose forever. I think right start winning right now. His goal should be, if we're losing, as long as it's not my fault, then I'll be fine. Yeah. As long as I play half decent and they can't like they can't blame me, then he'll be fine. He unfortunately plays in New York, but I was hoping after our last game on against the Chiefs <clears throat> that he would be able to go on the road for two games back to back or something. He is on the road in Denver next week, which one potential that's a potential win. Um, too, but it just gets you out of the home stadium where you get booed the most because yeah. he gets booed a lot there. Plus, just look at his old general attitude. You know, we criticized him last year. Last year, he was for a being arrogant, yeah, and not taking the blame, not being the leader. Now he's kind of realizing it a little bit better, and yeah, and he it was his fault, it's always been his fault at the QB, yeah, you know. Well, he probably got humbled. I mean, they brought in the one of the like a Hall of Fame quarterback to replace him. Unfortunate circumstances happened there in the first game, and now he has to come back in. I feel like he did get humbled, and maybe Aaron Rodgers kind of like like helped him realize that and be like, "Hey, you got you're like you're the leader of this team as a quarterback, whether you like it or not. So you always take the blame. If you're winning, you're gonna get the you're getting the praise. If you're losing, you have to take the blame." It's just the way it is. And now he has more um, veteran wide receivers and Alan Lazard and Randall Cobb around him that also probably preach that. Um, 
But I mean, like it, it it's going to, it's funny. Cause he's got Denver in Denver next week, but then he has the Eagles at home in New York. So you're not wrong. It's a one week. It's you got, you bought yourself one more week. That's it. One more week. If you beat the Broncos, you're going to buy yourself maybe a halftime against the Eagles where you better keep it within 21 points or just not be the reason that you're losing. But um, he might have one more saving grace. Trevor Simeon, it's not like he's this young, hungry kid who's got all the potential in the world that they drafted. No, Tra- Trevor Simeon is a subpar quarterback, backup quarterback so, at best. That's what I mean, right? Like it's their their current other resort option. Like, isn't that amazing? Yeah. It's not that, you know, they have this alternate plan of, well, if he doesn't work out, we're going with this, changing the, the course of the uh, the team's offense. No, you got another guy who's going to have to come in, shake off the rust of how many, se- like I'm going to say games, how many seasons of not playing, start being a starter. Uh, however many seasons. Last time I remember league. him, he was in Denver being a starter. For maybe four games. Sure. Um, so, again, that's not the best option either, right? It's almost no. you hit a certain point in the season where it's like, listen, we've lost too many games. We're not making the playoffs. This season's now a write-off where you're just like, you know what? Continue to develop this young quarterback in hopes that Aaron Rodgers comes back for this season or next season because uh, you see the – okay, I got a new off-the-cuff conspiracy of the week. Okay, that's early in the show. Early show conspiracy. Here we go. I bet you you got a few of them. I have a pretty good one for you too later in the show. But okay, well go, this go is a conspiracy with yours. podcast now. Okay, um, Aaron Rodgers. Did you see that? From all accounts, he is miles ahead of the uh, the recovery stages that he should be at. Right, like they, he should be in a walking boot. Yet he's in sneakers right now. Yeah, they and he said this on the the Pat McAfee show yesterday that. It's he is not he's supposed to be in a walking boot for six weeks at least. Thirteen days he's already in sneakers. Yeah. Like that's either some like weird things he's doing, or like I, I just don't know how the Achilles work because you gotta assume it's snapped and rolled up to the back of his calf, which I think is usually what happens. And it is what it looks like. So did they just like kind of stitch it back together? Like I know they're getting stitches removed. Like, are you today. picturing like like a Looney Tunes Daffy Duck thing where he flaps 1, his dicky, flaps yeah. his dicky, and it rolls uh, up and slaps him in the face? Exactly. Like, like, yeah, that's his Achilles. Yeah, <laughs> that's his Achilles. Right. So I mean, he seems to think he's going to come back this year. But what's the point if your team is like, like two and ten by the time you're coming back? Like, oh, just yeah, there's no sense. point in coming back if it's not healed. If it's healed, sure. What's the conspiracy, though? Well, he's an anti-vax guy. He's got these uh, medical retreats he goes on. What's he doing differently than the rest of the guys in the league? I feel like he's a little bit of an anomaly, no? He doesn't. Sure. Uh, he maybe let's just say he doesn't follow traditional medicine the same way. No, this is a, a guy that does ayahuasca in the off season to find himself, which is a but, common thing these days. So, what else is he doing? Is he going to a witch doctor to get his ACL repaired? I wouldn't put it past him. It is October. There we go. It is October. I wouldn't put it past them. Yeah. Um, I'm going to stay within this game, though, because I think this is my conspiracy. The officiating in the Chiefs-Jets. So I had that one. It's just I find it is too generic of a conspiracy because everybody is all over this. It's it's the Patriots of yesteryear. The golden boy, the biggest draw, the face of the NFL 
getting the you know favor in officiating isn't a new conspiracy in the NFL. But it's I don't think one it's that's I don't, been going on for so long. I don't think I'd never even mentioned Mahomes. I don't think it's about Mahomes. Talk rule. Yeah, I know who you're talking about, but that was a fumble. That was favor, you know, like that 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 the Patriots get the favorable call. Now it's the Chiefs. The Chiefs are kind of the it franchise. They're going to get the favorable calls. Okay, well, what I that's my conspiracy, conspiracy. It's been around for a no, while. No, that's not one. my conspiracy. That's maybe that's your what do you conspiracy. Got? What do you got? I think it's the Taylor Swift effect again. I think that the NFL says we need to keep the Chiefs. Like, there's no way the Chiefs can lose to the Jets with Taylor Swift in the building. There's no way we can let that happen. We need all these people to start liking the Chiefs for the rest of the season just to boost their ratings even more. And okay. that is why there was two missed calls on when he ran for third and like 22. There was a holding for about two minutes happening. And then the pick at the end was like the pick the, one was odd. The that was odd. They like waited, they waited yeah. for the guy to pick it off. Like that does like that was super weird. Like the Jets theoretically should have won that game and it was yeah. given to the Chiefs. And I think that's the Taylor Swift effect yeah. conspiracy. So I don't think that's anything to, to be do with out conspiracy. I feel like you're just piggybacking off my conspiracy theory from two weeks ago that this is a arranged marriage between the two for the mutual benefit of both parties. One yeah, of those parties being podcast. the NFL. We're just going to keep rolling it into a bigger, 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 bigger conspiracy ball by the end of this season. Oh, yeah. Until Jordan takes us off the air. Yeah. <laughs> Jordan being the producer. He's doing his best out there, Jordan. You keep putting different podcasts in different spots. You're naming them weirdly. Come on, Jordan. He's trying to get us off the air. He's trying to get the numbers down so that we don't talk about this stuff anymore. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's talk about some rookie rookie quarterbacks this year. Okay. Three notable ones: C.J. Stroud, Anthony Richardson, Bryce Young. Let's kind of we're we're at the quarter season, and then there's a free game at the end. Um, who do you kind of like the most? All of them are. I would say like Bryce Young is not really where the other two are, but. There's like CJ Stroud and Anthony Richardson are showing out. They are right now. CJ Stroud's fourth um, in passing yards. Yeah. Um, obviously, CJ Stroud, I think, is looking like the best option. All so the far, news yeah. coverage, all the stories about him are also very positive. There's no, nobody's bashing on him yet, right? He's having people over to his house like every day for dinner. Leadership qualities. Yeah, that's what they're praising him for. Like, yeah. he gets the leadership qualities. But that's also, like, a young team bonding together, right? For sure. That's I mean, that. I, it's great for the for the Texans. Anthony oh, yeah. Richardson, I think he's a step behind because I think he's also missed a game. He's missed a game with injury. Yeah. Um, he's a he, – but he's still, like th – that team's two and two. Yeah. Without Jonathan Taylor. That whole division. The same division. That entire yeah. division. The division is two and two. Very, it's very much um, because of Anthony Richardson. Like without Jonathan Taylor, you kind of now it's like up to your quarterback, and he's out there winning games. They were down twenty three nothing against the Rams, I think, at half, like twenty one nothing, twenty four nothing, something like that. And they came back in the second half and won the game. No, sorry, came back in the second half, tied the game. Yeah. They lost in overtime to uh, Stafford and Puka Nakua, who is that? The more I say that name, best name in football. Nakua. But these guys like this. So uh, for a lot that was being said about this draft class coming into last year's draft started with hot, like Bryce Young is the guy, Bryce Young is the guy. CJ Stroud played well at Ohio state, kind of got his name up there a bit more, a bit more. 
Um, and then Anthony Richardson was like the dark horse guy at Florida and everyone, but as the draft happened, everyone was like, I don't know if these guys are actually as good as they were a year ago. Looks like there, we got, looks like we have at least two of the three guys are going to pan out with long careers in the NFL. Hopefully Bryce Young's still going to have time. He's with the bad Panthers team. Um, but he's also the shortest guy. He's the shortest. And also I think not that at the beginning of the season on paper, the other teams had great receivers. I think Bryce Young also lacks currently nobody. None of his receivers have stepped up as much as for the other guy. Uh, yeah, like Nico Collins. Nico Collins. Yeah, service. exactly. You know, like oh, he's that guy's on better. fire. And you know, oh, that's Michael an Ohio State. He's not terrible um, for for um, Anthony Richardson. Yet Carolina, they had DJ Moore, but they had to lose DJ Moore to get a good quarterback. Yeah, and I think it's a smart move in theory to. Give up your receiver, get the quarterback, and then once you have a, it's harder to get a good quarterback than a good receiver. You can for kind sure. of once you have a good quarterback, you can start building receivers around him. But plus, you can also trade for a receiver maybe in like yeah. two years or so once you realize the what kind of um, support you're going to need around Bryce Young. He's yeah, also kind but of I think running that's kind of what like he's that. missing now. Is he needs a receiver that can step it up a little bit too, just somebody he can rely on to make a play. I agree. When and he, it's makes also like his offensive line is not helping him out at all. Like when he's under pressure. Uh, his completion percentage is terrible, but when he has time to throw the ball, it's it's through the roof. Um, yeah. So I, I think there's three good well, ones. He's got time to see over yeah. the pile, right? Yeah, you can look through elbows and, and stuff yeah. like that. Uh, <laughs> speaking of uh, Tiny, did you watch the Toy Story game at all? So no, I, I, I would never watch the Toy Story game because I watched the highlights and it is difficult for me to watch the Toy Story game. However, having said that, I think it's a. I love the idea. I think it's great for kids. For sure, um, well, more to watch so for... four quarters of that would be a bit difficult. I don't even know if a kid could pay attention to to the entirety of the game. But it's still, you know, it's a tune in, tune out thing for a kid, and it just gets them kind of involved. And the animations they add in there, and it's something that'll only get better, right? Oh, they're only sure. going to improve... the first time. They... Yeah, exactly. They're only going to improve the um the the final product, the visual, you know, thing that you're seeing on screen. Yeah, but, but I mean, I, don't I think, think they've it's... done very well with that. It's a great idea. Don't and you it, think it's as it's... much for the the dads and the like, the moms, the parents, like so they can still kind of watch football, but then the kids won't bug them as much. Yeah, y- yes, but did you try watching it? It's not an easy watch for an adult. I only saw like I, when I'm you're like so you, used to watching the... HD football. Yeah, it just the way that the ball and the the players move and the ball movement, just the 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 graphic change. Because have you ever heard of something like zoom lag, where like the slightest uh, difference between the movements and the audio and everything kind of messes with your head a little bit, even though you don't notice it. Yeah, it's kind of like that, right? Because they're recreating the the actual movements onto the computer animation, right? So right. it doesn't move so fluidly. And that kind of messes with me from when I was watching it. So it was a little bit more of a difficult watch. So I could understand how it'd be frustrating for the adult trying to watch that. But it's hokey and gimmicky as it seems, it seems. We gotta remember, this is something done for kids. We're not the target audience yeah. to be watching this, right? Absolutely. Not, I'm sure no, the this... kids like it. Yeah. It it does, it will help to get them into football um and excited. And it will like you could have a game on like on your phone, on your iPad as an adult, and then just put the kids in front of it on the other side. Yeah. Because I know you're watching the game. Like you're watching the Toy Story 1 on your phone in bed. I know that. Yeah. The only part that I wonder is, did the kids stay engaged for all four quarters? 
Like possibly, that's tough. That's three hours. Yeah. So could it possibly something where it's almost three quarters of the way through the game, they kind of put a truncated version of it out for the kids to watch. Right. So it can kind of finish on time, but you know, it's more of a highlights package thing rather than uh, the entirety of a game. Yeah. I mean, I, I, we don't have kids, neither of us, um, but we're childish as shit. Yeah. But I mean, only one of us woke up to watch the toy story game. That was, was you. And did you weren't in tune for the three hours? I, we all, we would have to, you talk watch to the whole thing. I didn't watch any of it. Oh, you don't watch any of it. No, I just watched the highlights, like the stuff on Instagram, yeah. um, just to see what it was like. The, we'd have to ask somebody who has kids what that experience is like and if they did tune in or something. And I'm not, we don't really know anyone who has kids that we want to talk to. I, don't think. I, I, I know tons of people who have kids. <laughs> but most do you of my want to talk to them? Kids. Do you want to talk to them about the Toy Story game? I don't think any other kids watch the Toy Story game. <laughs> I actually know probably a bunch of guys that had it on. But also, where, where could you watch it? You had to watch it on like Disney Plus. There you go. That's that's the thing. Yeah. Right? So you need to. Not everybody it. has Disney Plus to. I can think of a guy Reed who does listen to this. I I wonder if he put his uh, girls in front of the TV with the Toy Story game on. Maybe he, I know he listens, so maybe he can reach out and see answer those questions for us. Um, and then we can actually have some like you know some fan uh, interaction. I think they call it. Yeah. Is it call in show? Can we get them calling in? I don't know how to do that. No, but we can pretend that. I can make up the voice. <laughs> yeah, I don't doubt that. Anyway, moving on, moving on. Want to talk Browns, Bears? Or sorry, Browns, Bears. Broncos, uh, Broncos, Bears. That was actually a good game. Well, here's the thing. It was two shitty teams. So like, I didn't even want to tune into it. But then it was like I was playing against Justin Fields in fantasy and I was just getting ruined and pissed. And the Bears were dominating. And then I was like, wow, that's just that's Here's my question to you. If both those teams had a record of three and one, would you have known it? Or instead of being 0 and 3 or so at the time? Uh, yeah, just because the Bears are in the Lions division. No, I mean, just watching that game. Oh, watching that like game. Watching them play. They, against each other, they didn't look terrible. Yeah. Well, I, you mean, I mean, like, that, it was actually not a bad game to have watched. You could say that the first half, the Bears didn't look terrible. And the second half, the Broncos didn't look terrible. But they both didn't play great football the whole game. Because it was up, it was a comeback win, right? Yeah. How much of that blame do you think Justin Fields gets? Did he buy himself any time with the fans there? Because like four no, touchdowns. I throws. think he's he's week to week, he's losing more support of the fans. Four touchdowns. They're just they, they're it's been too long since they've won. And how many coaches have they had in the last few years? They've I had a few. I think yeah, but just two with him. Two with him. But the team hasn't been good in ages. No. Um, but they had high hopes going into the season. Like They did because he ended the season looking better. Yeah, so where'd that go? Well, where it went was, I don't think, I guess, in hindsight, it wasn't necessarily his passing game that was looking that much better. He was just looking better. He was, he was making plays happen. Yeah, he was making plays happen himself. That's what yeah. people got excited about with him, too. Like, that's what he's best at. Yeah. He's best at making plays with his feet, buying time. And he, that's what he did when he threw those four touchdowns against the Broncos. Like he moved around the pocket, he found time, and instead of running it, he ran it up to the line of scrimmage and then threw it off when he saw an open guy. Like, but he has the like he showed the ability again in that game. 
but I don't know how much time that buys him because he also fumbled the ball and threw a pick to end that game. Yeah. A fumble um, that went back to the, like Broncos scored off that fumble. Who loses the job first? The coach? What's his name? Eber Fluss or what? Eber something like that. Eber yeah. Or Justin Fields. Justin Fields. Justin Fields for sure. Because he's got he's in his third, fourth year. I think this yeah. is the first or second year that coach has been at the helm there. Plus, the coach can do other things. Coach can fire the offensive coordinator before he gets fired. Coach can bench the quarterback before he gets fired. He'll have the options and the ability to make those decisions before his job is taken away from him. You know? You think there's a possibility that they both survive the season and they're both there next year? Uh, I think Justin Fields, I don't know if he'll, ah, he might be on a team. I don't think he'll be the starter. And they have, they have like, they right now they're in position to get the first and second draft picks. Yeah. So they can get like, um, who is the top guy that's supposed to go? Caleb Williams. Caleb, yeah. But uh, do you think he's going to go there? Or do you think he's just going to say, I think ah, he's I'm just talking. I think he's just talking. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's too much money involved to not go as the first overall. And, and if you get paired with like a Marvin Harrison Jr. for the Ohio State Buckeyes, like that kid's the next Randy Moss. So if you can immediately go to the Bears, have DJ Moore and Marvin Harrison Jr. to start that season with, I don't know why you wouldn't do that. Yeah. Um, speaking of the Bears, Chase Claypool is on the uh, trading block. Man, Chase Claypool, it probably has to be one of my <laughs> most hated like players in the league. Like, what are you doing? How do you like how quickly could you ruin your own career? I don't know. He wasn't like, have you seen the highlights of him playing? The, are there highlights? Like, there's with him with the Bears, like, someone put together a package of like just his plays. He's not blocking, he's not running, he's not doing the routes properly. He's just out there, like, kind of just jogging around, getting a paycheck. And then they ask him, like, last week, one of the news reporters said, Hey, uh, are they using you right? No. 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 Well, because because you're not doing anything, man. You're not proving that you deserve to be used properly. Like you are your own problem right now. And it's frustrating as hell to watch because he thinks he's a top three wide receiver in the league. Yeah, it seems to me his attitude is that he thinks he's good. They're not using him properly. Therefore, he's not. He feels that he doesn't need to be the one to make the change and put in the effort to try and change things around. He feels that the 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 environment around him needs to adjust, and then he'll, yeah, he'll make an adjustment. But that's not the case. That's not the reality like of the situation. That. It's like you're only as good as your last day, and your last twenty days have been terrible. Last twenty last last three hundred and eighty five days. So I mean, game days like game, game days. days. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's and they traded a second round pick to get him. Like they're not even going to get a seventh round pick to get him back at this point. They benched him. He didn't play. He's not. He's not even dressing up anymore. They said, "Hey, you're not coming to games anymore." Sure. Well, it was a stupid thing to say on his part. Like, what are you doing? And he's a Canadian, local boy. Yeah, that drives me nuts. Pittsburgh, land something about Pittsburgh. Like the receivers are so good in Pittsburgh, and then once they leave, it's just a disaster. I mean. I know uh, Antonio Brown won another Super Bowl, but like he wasn't the same. 
No, I wouldn't say he was a disaster in terms of his play. No, just his his, his behavior his just caught behavior, up. Yeah. But that's kind of all these Pittsburgh receivers, isn't it? I guess so. Like I, Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell left, but I know he's not a receiver, but he was a playmaker in Pittsburgh. Yeah, but I think uh, Chase Claypool was also winding down in Pittsburgh too. Before oh, he was, at the, he was like 800 yards the year before that. The year before. All right, enough about Claypool. Let's go on to another wide receiver, though, that is being vocally unhappy. Jamar Chase, the Bengals. What do you think? Like, he might have had a good point about Joe Burrow sitting out the first like month or so. 100%. Um, he doesn't look as comfortable in the pocket. He can't move. He can't, he can't roll move. out. Yeah, he can't roll yeah. out. So, and he's in the offensive line is not stopping anybody. Like, Jamar Chase said, like, are like, are you having a tough time getting open? And he said, I'm always fucking open. I'm open. I'm always fucking open. Well, you know, um, dropping balls. It's not like he's playing like trash that, you it, know. It's just Burrow, Burrow should walk up and be like, oh, hey, sorry, I can't tell that you're open because my fucking ass is in the ground three, like two seconds into the play every single time. Like, it's just nothing I can do. I can't move. Like, Jamar Chase might have had a, a very good point to be like, dude, sit out like the first three weeks, get healthy because we can bring somebody else in that can at least just throw the ball as far as possible and I'll go get it. 100%. Um, I, don't, I, I, don't I, I, I think it is time to panic because I think that um, this might be the team that goes from first to worst. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't think there's a recovery in, in this for them. No, that division's tight. Yeah. It's nobody it's, is just going to give up the games. You know, the Browns don't look amazing, but they're still playing tight games. Like they're still they're competing. Yeah. I mean the Brown yeah, the Browns don't look good, but the Bengals look brutal. Yeah. The Steelers did get their asses handed to them this past week, though. Yeah, they they still I don't know what they're gonna do because their offensive coordinator is still horrible, still on the team. Kenny Pickett got hurt. Um, they just don't know they it just doesn't look like a team that's ready to compete either. This AFC North, other than the Ravens, looks pretty shitty right now. Yeah. And we hyped them up at the beginning of the year in our previews. We did. The backup in, in Cincinnati, his name is Jake Browning. If that means anything to anybody. Well, we might have to see him because, yeah, I we think definitely have to see him. To salvage. Do you remember RG3? He kept trying to push it on an injury. Yeah. And it never healed, and it got to the point where it could never heal, and that was the end of his career. That was it. That was it. Never him. really recovered. He had some, you know, he had some starts. He had some, you know, he got signed to whatever other teams' backup roles. Never recovered. You don't want Joe Burrow to be that. Let it heal, especially because you just paid him the biggest contract ever. Oh my god! It seems like every week somebody's contract is restructured to be the highest paid. And in- well, that's exactly what happened with Patrick Mahomes too. Is just as soon as, like, as soon as uh, the Bengals gave. Joe Burrow that money, but Patrick Mahomes' contract is ridiculous. It's for like ten years. Yeah, Brock Purdy must be just losing his shit right now. Eh? Oh, yeah. Like seeing all these week to week, somebody's become the highest paid quarterback of all time. Yeah, there was sitting there uh, at nine hundred k, just like ah. there was a stat. Oh yeah, um, Al Michaels when the the Forty ers played on Thursday night. Al Michaels in one game oh, made yeah, made a hundred thousand dollars more than Brock. Purdy will all season. Yeah. Al Michaels gets a million dollars per game for Thursday night football. Brock Purdy, $900,000 per year. Yeah. 
Plus, that's he's insane. Paying, he's playing, he's paying jock tax on top of that too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's got to be. He's gonna get a contract though. Like it, it might not be with San Francisco because I don't know how they're gonna pay him with everybody else they gotta pay. Yeah, that's a tough one. But they seem to be finding a way to to juggle the money. Well, that's because they're not paying a quarterback. They're not paying like Mahomes is getting paid forty five million dollars a year. So yeah. they have oh, all these quarterbacks are getting paid insane money. Yeah. So they have they have forty five million dollars. Sorry, they have forty four point one million dollars to spend on everybody else instead of a quarterback in San Francisco. And I think it's for another th- two years. I think it's a four year rookie contract. So unless Brock Purdy says, Hey, I'm not playing for nine hundred thousand dollars next year, I don't know what like he's just in it for He'll have $4 million in four years. Yeah. It's a genius move taking a guy last in the draft because you don't pay him anything. Yeah. And if he turns out well, then you've got money to spend. Like the 49ers, like unless he sits out next year, is that a possibility that he could do that? Why would he though? I mean, he's really got nothing to gain. That's true. He went from, I mean, he's so undervalued though. 100%. But it just, We've seen it. It doesn't work out in your favor sitting out. No, I absolutely. It just won't. doesn't because they'll just bring in the next. Then Sam Darnold will come in, do the same thing Brock Purdy's doing now. He only had one incompletion this last game, and then and like, I wonder if Sam Darnold makes more money than Brock Purdy does. He must. Yeah, because he probably he got traded, so he was been he would have been on a contract already. Yeah, but it's also like, what's the minimum? Uh, I don't know. I, I bet you the minimum is like something in the 500k range for nobody, right? But yeah, vet minimum though is probably over a million. Yeah, I think he's been around long enough for that. Um, can I go back to the Chiefs Jets game one just real quick? Because there's something Absolutely. we talked we haven't talked about that's off the field that was ridiculous and uncalled for, especially for the game that it was. And that Rodney Harrison, um, I know you saw this. Yep. I don't know if a lot of other people saw it, but he was after the game. Still on the sidelines doing his game show thing on the um, Sunday Night Football. And Chris Jones of the Chiefs was being interviewed. And Ronnie Harrison is actively shit-talking Zach Wilson in questions to try to get Chris Jones to shit-talk Zach Wilson. Uh, I didn't like the baiting of it. But also, he's baiting the wrong guy. Why does Chris Jones care? He's not in the position to have the rivalry with the quarterback because all he, you know, he's trying to sack the quarterback. Sure. But you know, like it's not so much the, the, um, the mental matchup the same way as for the, um, uh, the defensive players like him against the quarterback. Right. Right. He, you see like... the, uh, the relationship between the corners and the receivers, right? Like I remember, you know, there's, Shit talking guy, like the famous example of Sherman. Yeah, you know, that's what I was yes receiver, too. like Crabtree. Yeah. They have their own little rivalry. These two yeah. guys don't have a rivalry between them. No. So why are you trying to bait a guy who doesn't have a rivalry with the quarterback? It would make more sense to to have a defensive back. Like it would make more sense in in that exact scenario for talking to Richard Sherman to bait him into saying something against Crabtree because they are play to play, head to head. For all 65 plays or whatever. They're trying to get in each other's heads. Yeah. Whereas you're right. Like, and also like he handled Chris Jones handled it well. Like he, he just handled it perfectly. He handled very it complimentary. absolutely perfectly. Yeah. Like it he was, was just a class weird. act move. It was and weird. And I'm sure behavior. the organization respects the way he handled that. Yeah. 
you know, I bet you you're there's... just baiting a guy for nothing. What does he have to gain? It just makes yourself look like an asshole. Is all what, yeah, he has nothing to gain from talking trash about a guy who you can see his struggles. You can see that he's trying to improve. He's in a tough situation. His um, and you've just won the game. Yeah, and it's not like he was a dirty play. Like he did something controversial that you know you. No, he had a great that. game. He actually had a good game. Yeah, like, he played well. The yeah. the only game like you couldn't shit talk him would be the one that just happened. It just it's like one of those things like we talked about before is when you try to shit on a Lions fan after their like team went zero and sixteen. It's like you're not you're not making yourself look good at all. They know that they're bad. Everybody knows they're bad. They don't like, so why even like, what do you, it's like, it's like picking on the kid that like can't stand up for himself. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And I, you know, I, I think it's a, it, it look kind of awkward and unfair to bring a guy in for an interview and then just put him into that position. Right. Like yeah. that's, it, I it's bet an you, odd situation, right? I bet why you would lo- you want to go back and, you know, like, uh, interview with this guy again. No, if you when, were Chris Jones, like I'm not, I'm not talking to you again. Why would I do that? You just tried to make me look like an asshole, but you made yeah. yourself, I handled it well. You made yourself look like an asshole. It, I bet you, some of the Jets players probably messaged Chris Jones, being like, "Hey, that was super respectful. Thank you." Absolutely, but like, why wouldn't he? Right? Like, what reason did he have to just dump on a guy when he's down? No, oh, that you're not wrong. You're exactly right. Yeah, which is why he didn't didn't pick up on it. Like, didn't take the bait. Yeah. Uh, do we want to talk about the probably what we build as the best game of the week? And kind of was a blowout, wasn't it? Dolphins Bills. So I saw an interesting stat, and I don't remember the exact figures, but it was something like teams that have won by 30, 40 plus in NFL history, their following game are one in six. Now oh, really? one in seven. Really? And That's interesting. Do you remember I, I I brought up last year when the Vikings made that comeback? The emotional high of like having one of those games, yeah, it, it makes it tough to just kind of get up for the next game. You kind yeah. of endorphins or you know like uh, your dopamines or whatever it is. I don't know the um the the chemical makeup of it are depleted, and it's hard to just kind of get back into it. Yeah, you need not wrong. Of, like you need you need to be grounded a little bit, and yeah, they they. They didn't really compete the same way. Well, they got completely shut down by the Bills. Like they came out a little bit hot. It was close at the beginning. And then Bills defense just took over. Tua couldn't get anything going. Receivers couldn't get open. Running backs couldn't do anything. And it just was Bills beatdown. Like they are now the team in the AFC to beat, probably, no? Yeah. Now, one little thing that I mentioned last week, just since you mentioned AFC, I was supposed to figure out which team went from the AFC to the NFC. Yes, last right. week we were stumbling on it. Yes, so it was in 2002. It was an expansion season, I believe. It was when the Jacksonville Jaguars or was it Houston Texans? Somebody added. Uh, somebody was added to the league. In uh, that expansion, realigned the conferences, and it was the Seattle Seahawks that went from the AFC to the NFC. That was the team. I knew there was right. one team that had uh, changed conferences. That's pretty cool. I didn't our, know that. Our local Seahawks. Our local, your local Seahawks. Well, our we're local. both. Geographically in the same proximity. Yeah, I'm not gonna say that's my local team though. I didn't say it was your local team. I said it was the local team. Our more local team of Lions, the BC Lions of the Canadian Football League. Which this week, did you see that had one of the wildest rules I've ever seen? I that's why I can't get on board with the CFLs. I don't understand. I don't understand 
like rules like that are such horseshit. So for everyone listening, what it was was a player. Uh, the quarterback dishes the player uh, dishes the ball out to a guy behind the line of scrimmage. He goes on to just give a little putt kick, just a tiny little tap, kicked it one kick yard. The ball over the line of scrimmage he recovers it himself on the other side of the line of scrimmage and so therefore it's called an onside kick recovery and it resets the downs yeah so So stupid just that seems like a glitch in the matrix that you could almost get out of you could never lose possession if you set it up properly yeah and i mean that then like will it happen again in the next next year maybe it happens like 20 times i think that was like a forgotten thing in the back of the rule book or something i'm just wondering it made me think though Somebody's got to dust off the NFL rule book and find some rule that's kind of hidden in there. Well, it happened. Remember Doug Flutie? Like, I want to say 15 years ago. Remember he when he played for the Patriots? He had like the drop kick. Drop kick? Yeah. For the field yeah, goal. The, like, that's kind of what that was. It was, but it, the only thing about that was they could have just gone for the field goal and stayed. Like, that wasn't really a shock to the rest of the team. It was because, just cool. Yeah, it didn't take everybody by surprise. Like, what the hell just happened? You know, they set up for a field goal kind of the same way. So oh, it was just a riskier field goal. Yeah, riskier field goal. Exactly. Because it's not like you get more points for that. No, I know. It was just a riskier field goal. It was just a cool thing to do. Yeah. It, this yeah. actually helped benefit the team, but it's still it. it if you you can find it, it's it's all over social media. Um, It looks so dumb, though. Yeah, it's a weird one. It looks so dumb. Um, Can we talk about something else that's dumb? Sure. Because oh, I know that's my, that's my favorite subject. Okay, let's talk about the head coach to the Chargers again. Okay, your this guy. guy, this guy, he has to go. Like we talked last week about how he made a mistake against the Vikings about going for it on fourth down with two minutes left in the game in your own end zone. By miracle, they don't lose the game because Kirk Cousins just can't get it done. So what does he do? Next game, goes back, fourth and one three minutes left and in his own zone, like 30 yard line and does it again. And they don't get it again. This guy swears by um, the analytics of this play working percentage wise. It works 92% of the time. If you're the Philadelphia Eagles who have perfected it, that have one of the best offensive lines in the game. However many, like, I don't know what the percentage is with, overall in the history of it in the sport over like even the last 10 years, something's telling him he has to go for it. But guess what? Your team statistics are 0 for 2. You're 0%. Why don't you go by the statistics and the analytics based off the guys that you fucking have on your team and not the other things that have happened in the sport over the last 15 years? You were lucky again to not lose that game. You lose 100% of the bets you never make. He's a gambler. He's a gambler. <laughs> so, like it's what, well, but you know what his saving grace was? His team his came saving out grace, got an interception. No, his saving grace is that he was playing this week against the coach who deserves to be fired more than he does. You yeah, saw Josh that the Davis. fans arguing with Mark Davis. Yeah, but what are you supposed to do? Like, who the, are you I love to the in? fact that Mark Davis engaged them though. Eh? Oh, he's not backing down. That guy. Well, there's probably two owners right away that I can think of that won't back down. Mark Davis and Jerry Jones. Like, I don't think I don't get... know if Jerry Jones would get into it with the fans like that. He won't back down from other situations, but like sitting in his private owner's box, I don't know if he's going to be arguing with a petty the, argument. You know, the rowdy, the drunken rowdy fans, right? Yeah. Mark Davis was loving it though. It looked like <laughs> it looked like he loved getting right into it with them. Well, that's his jam. 
But come on, smarten like, up. What he was saying is smarten up. Yeah. <laughs> what are they supposed to do though? Like you fire a guy, you yeah, what are you supposed to do? No, it's just he's the Raiders are just having a tough go for the last little bit. They can't get it together. No. Well, you Josh saw, Daniels um, is going to go down as another statistic of a Bill you, Belichick disciple not making it as a head coach. Keep keep that thought in mind. I just have one little point, and then we can talk about that one. Um, you saw Max Crosby come up to uh, Justin Herbert after that um, late hit and just say, yeah. that was stupid. Well, that guy's an idiot. And that yeah. was a, I'm glad he got kicked out. I saw him, and I was like, he has to be ejected for that. Like That can't just be a penalty. And good on the Chargers for their entire team, from the oh, water yeah. boy up to basically the head coach, Going to try to take a swing at that guy, or at least well, especially they were all standing right yeah. there, and it was so blatant. You know what I mean? Like, of all the places to do that, you did it in front of every player. Yeah. So. And then he, then he, did you see that guy Tilly Tillery or something like that? Yeah. As he's leaving, he's screaming at the fans. Yeah. Well, I'm like, he played for the Chargers last year too, right? Eh? Oh, did he? Yeah, and apparently Kyle Van Noy, who was a linebacker for the Chargers last year, one of the captains of the team, um, tweeted out after that saying, like, I'm not surprised that everyone went after him. From the stuff that we, he did to people in the dressing room last year, right. there was no love lost with that guy. No, it was a goon move. It was unnecessary. I guess frustrations of being with a bad organization against your old team. He's only been there for two or three games. Yeah, but against your uh, uh, former team and – but come on, like yeah. No, no, yeah. there's no reason to do it. Yeah, I was I'm not glad that he was ejected. I'm not glad he was ejected, and it was it's because it was also like you don't eject him. One of those things where maybe somebody goes after him, and it just escalates into more and more like violence. Yeah. Now, kind of the not quite being ejected, but a similar equivalent. If I'm grasping at straws, your boy Mac Jones being benched. Things are not yeah. looking great in Patriot Land. No, they're not. But Matt Patricia ruined Mac Jones. Sure, but now he's gone and he's just been ruined. I, I kind of brought this up before. When when do we start seeing Belichick kind of held accountable for his actions? I think if they I think that if they continue the trajectory that they're on right now, um I think this may be his last year. Yeah. You think he retires or he just moves on somewhere else? I don't think he moves on somewhere else. I think this is, I don't know if he retire. I think it's a mutual decision for him to stop coaching. So I think be, they say like, Hey, yeah, but that'd be a retirement. Sure. I don't know. I don't think he'll want to go, but I don't think he'll want to go. Somewhere I mean, else. he can get a job. Any, like a lot of other, Yeah, places. but I don't think, I don't know if he'd want to go somewhere else. Yeah. That's what I mean. So he'd retire, retire, but not by choice. No, but that is by choice if he doesn't want to go somewhere else. But he also doesn't want to stop head coaching. He just he wants to be the head coach of the Patriots. He wants to be the head coach. He's going to get fired, and he wants to be the head coach of the Patriots the same way that Kaepernick wants to be the starting quarterback of the Jets. They just don't want him there, and he's going to he go. Wants uh, to be the starting quarterback of the Jets so he can protest how the league is slavery and then how. That's not what Belichick wants. Or no, 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 Kaepernick. Kaepernick. No, I know. I thought you were trying to say that's what. Kaepernick's doing it for him. That's also what Belichick's doing it for. Do you see that Kaepernick is on the negotiation list for the BC Lions? Meaning what? Meaning that he's the BC Lions are, I believe, actively trying to see if he will want to come play for their team. Yeah, CFL has pursued him many times. He know, why does he go? He, he always because he turned down the CFL always. That was before though. That was like eight years ago. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, not playing anywhere else. You want to play he, football? This is your opportunity. He's not going to play. It's over. 
You'll you won't see him play any meaningful uh football leagues ever again. I didn't dislike the guy. I actually supported him. I like him. I was I on his that. side. I thought he was good. He went to the was Super 100% Bowl. 100% on his side, but went to the it's Super over. Bowl. And it is. It is what it is. But um, Belichick. Yeah, let's I, Belichick. It seems that his coaching scheme was great with a reliable quarterback. I'm not saying he needed Tom Brady specifically. He just needed somebody that was perfect need- in the like very smart, high IQ football player. Exactly. Because it seems like without that, they're not able to get anything done. Like they don't have star players. No. Like league star players since um Brady's been gone. I and don't know. Even what... then you could say that like they had Gronk's their best star player. Gronk, I don't know. Edelman was I, I really thought he was a solid player. Like he he's was, a solid player, hundred percent. I don't know if he was he was a... as good a receiver as you could ask for to make the catch, take the hit and hold that. on. I I'm not saying that. he wasn't better than Randy Moss. He wasn't better than Jerry Rice. But he's not a Hall of Famer. The fact that his his one uh, attribute that I thought was amazing was he could get the ball in the grittiest of situations, take the hit, and hold on well. He was really- 100%. He was one of the better th- like across the middle receivers. Yeah. For sure. And New England specialized in those guys. Yeah. Just putting him in a hospital situation, yet they still survive. That's why they started using tight ends instead. Um, but it just it looks kind of bleak in New England. It does. I, like, I, I've said it before. I don't think Mac Jones will be the guy. Is Zappy the answer? No, they don't have the answer. They don't. I'm have not the ready answer. to give up on Jones yet. I'm not ready to give up on Mac Jones yet. No, I think he starts. I think he has a bounce back year. Bounce back. Sorry, not year. Bounce back week against the Saints this week. Which is a great segue to get into some of the games that are coming up this weekend. Want to do our picks first? Sure. All right. I don't have mine written down here. They're in my head. I had mine written down, but I believe you deleted them because maybe you didn't like them. But I I got them. (laughs) What do you mean? I I wrote them. I found them again. (laughs) Calling me out. I got our production meeting. I found found with the evidence that you have them crossed out. (laughs) (laughs) I found them. Anyway. The first one I'm going with, I'm I'm unlike Brandon Staley, I'm playing the probability on this one, and I'm taking the commanders over the Bears. The commanders okay. look like they're competing. Like they lost to a field goal to the um, the Eagles. They played the Eagles in a high well. flying game. Yeah. That was a great game, too. We yeah. didn't talk about that, but that was a great game. I like the I like this commanders team. Yeah. I like Howell. I like Terry McLaurin. Brian Robinson Jr. has got a great story. Like Ron Rivera, the head coach, I love him. I like this commander's team. Defense is solid. I'm just waiting for the name change for next year. So they're playing the see what it is. They're playing the Bears at home. So it's in Washington, and they're Washington six point favorites. I know you just picked wins. You're not spread people. So um, I think Washington Commanders absolutely destroy the Bears. Washington's uh, minus six on this one. Yeah. Yeah, now, so favorited by six. This is the Bears getting a Thursday night primetime game. Yeah. I think they have three primetime games. That's the team you want to see get blown out, right? Oh, I think we should be able to switch those primetime games out. Okay, I've got the Dolphins uh, at home, 11-point favorites over the Giants. Giants just seem to be as terrible as any other team in the league right now. Um, and I think the Dolphins are going to be very – how bad angry. did you feel for um, Daniel Jones? I, I do feel a little bad for him. Like he's getting 
absolutely murdered out there. Yeah, he was getting sacked on every play. And this wasn't poor decision-making on his part. He really had no time to do anything. No time to do anything. And I don't know why they're not like using Darren Waller more. What's going on with that? Like he's their best. That killed me. That killed me in fantasy this week. That the fact that they, all I needed was Darren Waller to do something. And they went to like three passes to him. Like, it's yeah. just... they're not giving him any opportunity to try to make plays out there. I don't get it. I had, I had to pick up a different tight end. Cause I also have Waller. Um, Okay, what's your next pick? Well, I'm going to ride again the winless teams against teams that are doing very well. I'm taking your Lions, okay. who are favored nine and a half, over the Panthers without a win. In Detroit, I think the, uh, the Lions look good. Lions look good. Yeah, that was a big win last week. Against Huge win. I think that's our fourth win in a row against the Green Bay Packers. This team only knows beating the Packers. Yeah. The guys it's, on this team knows only know. Ending Rogers' career in uh, Green Bay. Yeah. We're dominating this era of Packers with this team. Um, love that pick. I won't say who wins or loses that one because I don't want to have any bad uh, karma out there. But I'm going to go with an underdog here for my next pick. And I'm going to pick the Houston Texas Texans on the road against the Atlanta Falcons. Falcons are favored to win by two points, but they're just coming back from uh, London, England, so they're going to be a little tired. They're not great, and C.J. Stroud Nico Collins are going to do it again this weekend against the Atlanta Falcons. Passing game in Atlanta is not... Zero. I want to say non-existent. It's non-existent. And they got Drake London, first-round draft pick at wide receiver, Kyle Pitts, fourth or fifth overall pick, and he doesn't do anything anymore. He's not even the leading tight end on that team anymore. Yeah. Now, once again, I'm going to follow in my um, Brandon Staley uh, logic here. I took them last week and they let me down, but I'm going to stick with the Bengals. I don't like that pick. No, it's a terrible pick. (laughs) It's in Arizona. It's in Arizona. Bengals Bengals are are by three. Only three in Arizona. They weren't going to beat the Cowboys. I think that I, I'm not going to, it's not my game to pick, but I think that one's going to be another, uh, you're going to, you're going to brand to yourself on that one for sure. Oh, I know. Now to add to you, the Bengals are 0 two away this season. Haven't won on the road. Yeah. They, they've only won one game, right? Yeah. But that's being stubborn and riding it out. <laughs> I think Cardinals win that game, man. I don't tell you. I don't know what to tell you about that one. Take the pick then. Now I'm going to go um, Sunday night. We got the 49ers, the Cowboys. That's our game of the week. That's that our game, game of the week. For sure, our game of the week. And I'm taking the 49ers by three and a half points. So they got the over under at 45. Would you, do you see this going high scoring or low scoring? Because they both think have it, good defenses that could step up but they both have good offenses that could step up. I think the 49ers are a, a, a tier above the Cowboys. I think this game's going to be like 40, 42 to 21. Like a, It'll be kind of like a Bills-Dolphins game. Okay. Where it's close maybe for a quarter and a half, and then the 49ers. The 49ers have too many weapons on this team. They do. They just, they're going to, they can get it done, man. They're a good team. Who did like the Cowboys 40- have last week? 
Cowboys last week played. Um, let me get this up there real quick. The Patriots. They remember they blew up. Oh, the Patriots they dismantled Mac, Mac Jones. Yeah, uh, thirty-eight to three. Oh yeah, no, they they got your boy benched. I forgot. Yeah, I don't know, but I, it's Forty Nineers team, man. Like Brandon Ayuk, so good. I was watching him. What happened to our boy Debo Samuel last week? I, Debo, just, I don't know what. I don't know if they use him right anymore because they have CMC. But like Brandon Ayuk is just faster and like a more of a deep threat. But he's catching everything deep. It's he's just he looks so good out there. So good. That team's like Brock Purdy, man. Like all he has to do is just keep keep doing what he's doing. Like just head up like Tom Brady style football. Get out quick. Let the guys make plays. Yeah. Um, this is a good week though for games like 49ers, Cowboys, Sunday night. That is going to be great. Um, I'd even say like the Chiefs Vikings game has some uh like the Vikings have to win this one or the season's done. Right? Yeah. Um, it's in Minnesota. The Rams, Eagles, that could be an upset in Los Angeles. Rams Rams are no slouches, man. Pukunakua, Pukunakua. Colts, Titans, that's gonna be a great game. Um, I know both those teams are kind of iffy, but Derek Henry looked great last week. Um, Anthony Richardson, first time playing the Titans at home. Like that could be a good game too. There's a lot of good games this week. I think your uh, Jaguars can drop so, the bills. Here's the thing. It's the Jaguars second week in England. So they're, they're going to be more adapted to the time zone. And the Bills aren't going to be. And they just came out like, this could be one of those games where they just pounded the Dolphins and they're riding a high and they're not going to be as prepared for the Jaguars as as the Jaguars will be prepared for the Bills. Right. That's my upset pick of the week. Is there a Toy Story game this week or that was a one-time thing? I think that's just a one-time thing until they can make it better. Right. I haven't seen any previews for it. Um, all right. That's everything for us this week. Everyone, thank you for listening. We will be back next week with uh, more of this nonsense. Thank you for listening. Hey, if you're a fan of Formula One, then I've got the perfect podcast for you. The Pit Stop Podcast, presented by the Ordinary Podcasting Network. After every single race of the Formula One schedule, Jordan and Tyler will break it down, give you some news, analysis, insight, before answering your questions and setting you up for the next race. That's the Pit Stop Podcast, available everywhere you get your podcasts. Running Down the Clock is brought to you by the Ordinary Podcast Network and is every Thursday running until the week after the Super Bowl. We hope you enjoyed enough to subscribe and tune in again next week.